Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include False Claims Act Violations, my interview with Black Knight's Frank Poise on how AI and associated technologies are helping streamline the origination process and what the future of originations look like, and how strong data is impacting rates. Thanks to today's podcast sponsor, Gallus. Gallus is a business intelligence tool specializing in the mortgage industry. Gallus delivers hassle-free, at-your-fingertips insights, enabling you to make better and faster decisions for improved profitability. Gallus is built on top of the AWS and Snowflake cloud platforms, ensuring scalability, top performance, and security in handling big data. Gallus is also easy to use. If you can use Google, you can use Gallus. Use Gallus to transform your data into actionable insights to drive your business forward in this challenging environment. For more information and to schedule a demo, visit gallusinsights.co. Movement Mortgage LLC has agreed to pay the United States $23.75 million to resolve allegations that it violated the False Claims Act by failing to comply with material program requirements when it originated and underwrote mortgages insured by the Department of Housing and Urban Development, or HUD, Federal Housing Administration, FHA, or guaranteed by the Department of Veteran Affairs, VA. Movement Mortgage admitted that it's certified for FHA mortgage insurance and VA home loan guarantees a material percentage of loans that did not meet applicable requirements and therefore were not eligible under those programs, despite inaccurately representing to HUD and the VA that such loans complied with applicable program requirements. Movement Mortgage also acknowledged that HUD and the VA would not have insured or guaranteed the loans, but for its submission of false certifications. Movement Mortgage further admitted that it failed to adhere to HUD and the VA's applicable self-reporting requirements. For today's interview, I want to welcome back onto the show Black Knight's Frank Poise for the fifth in my series of five interviews with him, this time to talk about how AI and associated technologies are helping streamline the origination process and what the future of originations look like. Frank is a business strategy director, managing product development for Black Knight's origination technologies division. He's responsible for its digital origination products and the company's artificial intelligence platform, Ava. He has a 30-plus year history of delivering technology solutions with expertise in origination, sales, operations, and capital markets. In addition to executive leadership in mortgage tech and banking, he's designed and implemented production systems for large and small financial institutions. He joined the Black Knight team through the Compass Analytics acquisition in September 2019, with his most previous role as Compass's chief revenue officer responsible for sales and marketing. Frank, last time you and I talked about what parts of the origination cycle AI will benefit first, and today we're going to kind of take that one step forward and talk about how Black Knight's loan origination system, Empower, is using AI and other associated technologies to help streamline the origination process and where that's going to take us into the future. So I want to start by asking you, Black Knight has invested heavily in AI over the last several years. How's that investment manifested itself? So, so the capability of, of offering an AI-based solution uh, requires a lot of tooling. You can't, you can't just say, hey, I'm just going to take an AI off the shelf and all of a sudden make it happen. Um, so our, our investment over the last three, four years has focused on the document, uh, the document side of the industry. 
doing document classification and data extraction, which sounds kind of boring. Uh, and, you know, humans already do it automatically. Um, what we've learned, though, is that to deploy AI and machine learning models at scale consistently uh, takes a lot of infrastructure that just doesn't really exist in most companies. So there was there's a lot of infrastructure that you need in order to be able to deploy these solutions. And I'm talking broadly about AI because the same requirements exist for every AI solution. For every AI solution, there's a need to have the data that you're going to use to train the model. There's a need to have that data curated and cleaned and free of bias. There's a need to have that data in a place where data scientists can study it. There's a need to have the ability for data scientists to create candidate models, track their performance, understand the statistics that surround that performance, and then to be able to have a pipeline, which is like but not identical to um, traditional soft dev, you know, DevOps and development deployment systems, um, but it's specialized to be able to deliver AI solutions. And then you need the APIs to connect all that up. So, uh, so what Black Knight has been doing is building the infrastructure to be able to understand how to deploy AI solutions and to wire um, the, all those solutions into Empower empowers this the center of the loan origination universe of Black Knight. And by connecting um, the, the document service tools that we've built already, uh, we've created a conduit for AI solutions, AI results to be injected into the work stream in Empower. And an Empower has tools that provide the deterministic governance, the, the ability to, to massage the data that comes out of the AI to make sure that it is useful for downstream processes. So our vision for the use of AI includes deterministic rules. Our, our rules engine called Decision Select is, is an integral part of how we deliver AI so that any data that comes out of an AI um, is then applied to, it then has business rules applied to it to see that it's going to suit the purpose for a given, for any given loan uh, that the purpose of the of the, the whole solution, making sure that we get that loan closed as quickly as possible or decisioned as quickly as possible. So moving data from AI to LOS and then massaging the data with the rules engine has one has one more requirement of it. And that other that requirement is the orchestration of work. So we have we have solutions that provide workflow and our workflow orchestration engine um, allows us to take all the output from the AI and those decision rules and apply them to business processes to help uh, help individual users do their job much more quickly and productively. Um, so again, it's it's an integrated solution. And, and, and one of the things that's really important for lenders to remember is that no matter who you do business with, um, the AI's output is the beginning of the journey for the data that you get from the AI. Um, you need to make it useful in a business process in order to make money on it. That's a very good way to put it. Black Knight has solutions from point of sale through post-closing. And so I would ask you, how integrated are your AI tools with other Black Knight solutions? So we, we've uh, we built APIs. So, so the our AVA AI solutions are based on APIs that connect to uh, virtually the entire 
Black Knight origination technology ecosystem. Um, so our seller digital platform receives documents, you know, for a given correspondent lender, you might get uh, a document set that's 500 to 1,000 pages or more. Um, that document set goes through AVA. AVA recognizes the documents, extracts data, sends that downstream where decision select runs rules to decide if we got the right documents and if the data on the documents matches what's required to buy the loan. Uh, and then those that loan goes into Empower's orchestration engine where any additional reviews or follow-ups are teed up and all that information fed back to Seller Digital. So it all works in harmony. Uh, same thing is true with the submission of documents through our borrower digital and loan officer digital platforms. Uh, and we also connect up Ava to uh, to other LOSs as well as to uh, to another a secondary LOS that we have, which is is called Lending Space, that offers a correspondent lending solution as well. So um, we we're connecting the entire ecosystem, um, and we even have Ava connected up to the exchange so that uh, we can expose Ava's capabilities to the outside world. So anybody who does business with the exchange can. Uh, can sign up to have doc to ship documents to Ava and get back classified documents and the data that we extract. Um, so we follow that same philosophy, you know, with any of the technologies that we offer. Um, you know, we integrate with Empower, we integrate with the rest of the world through the exchange, and uh, all of our solutions we hope uh, become federated across the industry. AI is here. It's being used by people. It's not something that's off in the distant future that that we will use. People are leveraging it today and, and chat GPT is probably the most mainstream example of it. But I want to close by asking you to paint us a picture of the AI-enabled loan origination process in Empower today. And then I take us forward a little bit and what what will it look like down the road? So, um, so AI solutions today uh, are embedded in the process of working through the, the data and documents that are received for every loan process through Empower. So the documents that are that are received through Empower um, are are handled in a way that loan officers, underwriters, closers, post closers no longer have to do all of the work of looking at a document, keyboarding stuff off the document, um, filling out checklists. Um, so we're we're already automating many of the tasks that had that you know formerly took hours to days, uh, delaying closings and and adding cost. Um, so we think we're going to be we're able to um, use our underwriter assist platform to more than double the productivity of underwriters in the short run and in the long run. Um, we we believe that the combination of AI optimized workflows and AI optimized uh, um, offers to consumers uh, will provide lenders with with not only streamlined operations but more and more sales opportunities. Uh, we're also looking at ways to study the data that lenders use every day to help them to make better decisions about things like workflow, about things like uh, like their capital markets risk. Um, so by taking all the data that we have and you, and applying AI judiciously to that data, uh, we're going to find every opportunity that we can to uh, to save lenders time and money, and so in so doing, 
make a better experience for consumers. And then once the regulation, once the regulatory environment settles, um, I th and we have standards for how we define transparency in a model and what we have to be able to explain about a model, uh, we think we'll be able to dramatically expand, rapidly expand the number of applications uh, to things that directly affect, directly impact consumers by giving them more access to information about the lending process, giving them easier communication with the bank, and giving the lender much more ability to communicate effectively with consumers during the process. So, so I think uh, lender to lender to borrower communication uh, is where consumers are going to start to really, really feel it. They'll, they won't necessarily feel it as much in the short run because things will just happen faster. Uh, but once they realize that the uh, that the bank not only has a, a great staff to be able to work with them, um, but that when they want to work with the bank digitally, um, they can do so 24-7 and get instantaneous answers to their questions. Um, I think we're looking at a whole new world for mortgage lending. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And these conversations make me really excited because the borrower experience is going to be so much better than it was in the past. People aren't going to feel like getting a mortgage is like going to the dentist for a root canal. And uh, I wish you the best of luck on the journey. I thoroughly enjoyed this whole series of conversations. If people uh, missed one, go back and, and check it out. Uh, Frank, it was an absolute pleasure. Hopefully we'll have you back on soon. Likewise, Robbie. Take care. Guess who's back? Everbank. A respected name in the business is seeing its name return as the name changes being timed to the closing of the bank's sale to investors later this summer. Following an earlier acquisition, the bank's name was changed from Everbank to TIAA Bank in 2018, but TIAA Bank is rebranding to Everbank. The stadium of the NFL team, the Jacksonville Jaguars, will be renamed from TIAA Bank Field to Everbank Stadium. In November 2022, the parent company TIAA sold TIA Bank to private investors to help the bank move in an independent direction. TIA will hold a minority stake in Everbank. The transaction is expected to close later this summer, with the name change taking place officially at the same time. Everbank slash TIAA does its share of government loans, and in general those products constitute about 25% of applications. The second quarter rounded out with a risk-on feel that put Treasury and MBS prices down and rates up as month and quarter end indexing offset the beginning of summer's Friday lull. Don't fight the Fed. Markets are finally coming to terms with Fed Chair Powell's persistent statements about rates being higher for longer. Broader fixed income markets sold off and 10-year U.S. Treasury yields broke north of 3.80% in Friday's session. Fed Chair Powell commented that a good part of the reason the Fed can continue to raise rates is due to the strong labor market. Quote, the policy is restrictive, it may not be restrictive enough, and it hasn't been restrictive for very long. End quote. Though for most of 2022, the Fed funds rate was below the inflation rate, which means that real interest rates were negative and thus stimulating to the economy. Economic data released over the last week remains stronger than anticipated, and certainly stronger than the experts who've been forecasting a downturn predicted. Durable goods orders for May rose 1.7% versus forecasts for a decline of 0.9%. Core orders rose 0.7%. Meanwhile, house prices appear to have bottomed out as limited supply pushed prices higher in April, and new home sales were significantly higher in May than expected. 
Consumers also continue to spend as inflation and adjusted personal consumption rose at a 4.2% annualized rate in the first quarter, according to the final Q1 GDP release. Jobless claims data retreated from a recent but brief upswing and remains well below levels that would indicate a recession is looming. The strong data pushed rates higher over the week, and expectations for an increase to the Fed Fund's target in July are now at 87%. Fed speakers have commented recently that two more hikes may be on the table this year, and the market is pricing in the timing for the second towards the end of the year. We begin the abbreviated trading week in today's early close with final S&P Global Manufacturing PMI for June, May Construction Spending, and June ISM Manufacturing PMI for June all due out later this morning. Fixed income futures will settle at 1 p.m. Eastern, with SIFMA recommending a 2 p.m. Eastern close for cash ahead of the Independence Day holiday. Note that there won't be a podcast tomorrow. Not that anyone cares about walking alone today, but agency MBS prices are unchanged from Friday's close. The 10 years yielding 3.85 after closing last week at 3.86%, and the two years up to 4.95%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. This tale begins with the premise that no English dictionary has been able to adequately explain the difference between these two words, complete or finished. In a similar linguistic competition held in London and attended by supposedly the best in the world, the final question was, how do you explain the difference between complete and finished in a way that's easy to understand? Some people will say there's no difference between complete and finished. Well, when you marry the right woman, you are complete. When you marry the wrong woman, you are finished. (laughs) And when the right one catches you with the wrong one, you are completely finished. (laughs) Thanks to today's podcast sponsor, Gallus, the premier business intelligence tool for the mortgage industry. With hassle-free insights and user-friendly functionality, Gallus empowers you to make faster and data-driven decisions for enhanced profitability. Experience the ease of Gallus today. If you can use Google, you can use Gallus. Unlock the power of your data and propel your business forward by visiting gallusinsights.co. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.